Welcome to the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit, where badass women break through barriers and unlock their next level of success. Your host, Candice McKim, is a renowned intuitive business coach, number one international best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and the inspiring host of a podcast slash TV show. With her vibrant approach, Candace empowers women to align with their true purpose, elevate their spiritually-led businesses, and attract wealth through proven methods. Her teachings foster profound transformation and impactful growth. Co-creator of this summit, Candace is eager to introduce another inspirational guest. Take it away, Candace. Welcome, welcome, everybody. This is going to be such an amazing talk. I have Dr. Dolores Vizzino here, and we are going to be speaking on the three things to create certainty in uncertain times. Welcome, Dolores. Um, I'm going to say hi, and then I'm going to introduce you properly, but I just wanted to say hi and welcome. This is going to be great. Thank you, Candice. It's a, it's a real pleasure and what an opportunity to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so and we have almost a whole hour so we can just settle in and, and just really dish because we've got so much amazing stuff to talk about today. So Dr. Dolores Fitzino uh, is a nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, author, speaker, and podcast host with over 45 years experience in the healthcare industry and has assisted over with over 18,500 surgical procedures. Wow. Highly intuitive since childhood. She's a master energy healer, medical intuitive and visionary, and has always been on the cutting edge of things to come. Dr. Fasino assists clients to heal in ways they never thought possible by integrating and returning balance to the emotional, mental, mental, spiritual, and physical aspects of themselves to create lasting health and true wellness. Again, welcome. This is going to be really, really great. Thanks for being here, Dr. Fasino. Well, thanks, Candice. I so appreciate it. And uh... Well, we're, you know, all I could say is we're in very interesting times these days. <laughs> As we all know, there's there's a lot of stuff happening and happening quickly. Yes, yes. Um, okay, I want to go right into that, <laughs> but let <laughs> let me let me back up a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your journey, how you've been guided sure. to. I mean, I I know I just read your bio, but you know, coming from a nurse practitioner, then becoming a medical intuitive, doing all of those, assisting in all of those surgeries, like how has it led you into, into the work that you're doing now? Well, you know, that's interesting because I have to go back to my childhood and I know a lot of people might know this story, but believe it or not, I was on a pathway to become a concert clarinetist of oh, all things. Cool. And, um, so, but I have to back up even further. I was born an empath, intuitive, and highly sensitive person. So I was, you know, back in the late 50s, people usually put their children in boxes and they put them on a shelf. You weren't supposed to feel, you weren't supposed to have an opinion. You were molded into what society thought was going to be the appropriate thing. My parents right. didn't know what to do with me. And plus, my mother was the product of an alcoholic household. So her MO was, if it had anything to do with feeling, ignore it, it'll go away. And when you say that to somebody who is an empath, intuitive, or highly sensitive person, the last thing you want to do is ignore it, because guess what happens? It grows bigger. Mm -hmm. So I would tell my mom that, you know, it's not going away, it's getting bigger. So 
for me to channel my emotions, I had to do a creative process. And that for me, it was music. I channeled my emotion into my music and I really excelled at that. But also in tandem, when I, with that growing up, my dad got sick when I was in second grade and he ended up having to have back surgery and ended up picking up a hospital acquired infection, which in the 1960s was almost a death sentence because they didn't have the antibiotics or the technology or anything to really help people when that happened. Mm -hmm. So he did recover from that, but he was really, really sick for two months on his deathbed. And he was fine for about four years. And then whenever his immune system got compromised, this whole sequel of events started all over again. So what happened and he'd be in the hospital for two months, have to have major surgery, blah, 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 be on his deathbed. This not only happened once, it happened four times between 1970 and 1975. So my childhood was this emotional roller coaster. And remember, I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to feel, but I could feel everything that was going on. Yeah. So I channeled into music. So anyway, so what had happened was my mom, you know, the, Flash forward from 1970 to 75, my dad was on his fourth episode of this problem. Mm -hmm. And at that time in 1975, the CAT scanner got introduced as a modern piece of, you know, technology for Western medicine. So they put my dad underneath the CAT scanner and lo and behold, they found that where his infections and his problems, his current health problems were stemming from was where he had his previous back surgery in 1966. So their solution was that he was going to have to have major surgery, which was at that time was a spinal fusion, which in 1975 was in its neophyte stages of development, came with high risks of either you're going to be you're going to die, you're going to get paralysis, be paralyzed, or um, you may get better or you may not. So my mom was like had had enough at that point. So she started exploring some alternative things and this cracks me up the most. Is it just it's me? Like, you know, back in the- <laughs> this is where people got their information. So what happened after that was, you know, my dad, my mom was all over this. My dad so a skeptic, which was fine. Um, and so he said, only if the surgeon says it's okay. So my <laughs> yeah. mom and dad were in the hospital at the time. So my mom goes to the nurse's station. There's a surgeon doctor there writing his notes. And, and she announces to the surgeon, I'm thinking about having my husband be seen by a spiritual healer. Would that be okay? Surgeon's writing, looks up at her, doesn't miss a beat, said, sure, that would be fine. So, you know, my mom went back to my dad's room, shared the news with him, and he was on board with it. Not 10 minutes went by, Candace. My mom goes back out to the nurse's station and announces to the same surgeon sitting there, my husband agreed to have a spiritual healer come in. The surgeon looked up at her and said, what are you talking about? I never agreed to that. So this is the setup of like what we call a God moment. Of course, my mom didn't say anything to my dad about that. A month later, Reverend Holmes came from from, um, Carroll, Michigan, the person that my mom had read about, 
she invited him to come to our home in Connecticut. Reverend Holmes was a Presbyterian minister who had the gift of laying on of hands. In fact, the reason why he was being um, featured in the National Enquirer at the time was that he had the capability of helping people heal. And in fact, he was able to assist his brother to heal from leukemia. And Reverend Holmes had been doing this work in 1975 for almost 25 years. So he's doing it since the 1950s. Yeah. And of course, in 1970s, this was considered quackery. Anyway, <laughs> so Reverend Holmes came to our home. My siblings, myself, uh, my grandparents were there and my parents. And I just remember him being a very humble and very his energy was just incredible. And at a, as a 16 year old, I just knew that there was something really special about him. He noticed that my father had a leg length discrepancy, meaning that one of his legs was shorter than the other. I don't know how he knew this because my dad was barefoot and none of his shoes, which he did have a lift and were anywhere in sight. So he had my father, as he was sitting, put both his legs up and you could see the one inch gap, had him put his legs down, said some prayers over my father, touched his solar plexus and his crown chakra. And three minutes later, he said, okay, put both your feet up. And they were both the same length. Wow. So in wow. that moment, my life changed forever. I knew that it was my life's mission to bridge the physical with the spiritual, with the what can be seen and what can't be seen together. And that was going to be my life's work. So I went into healthcare after that. Now, my father, he had another um, 30 minutes with the minister and um, was instructed to lie down and rest. My dad slept for over 24 hours because as we know, when we do massive energy work and on anybody, your body is recalibrating itself. And um, it's almost like a computer getting a huge download. You need to reboot and reintegrate and recalibrate. And that's what he was doing. A month later, he went back yeah. to get another CAT scan no evidence of the infection. He never had to have the surgery. He never had to revisit that problem. And he passed away about 12 years ago at the age of 80. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So that's how I ended that's... up in surgery as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. That is such a powerful story, Dolores. And the comments, everybody's saying, wow, wow, wow. Okay. So I want to go back yeah. <laughs> to the very beginning of your story. So of being of somebody who was born intuitive, born spiritual, um, born with that knowingness that um, so many of us aren't allowed, right? The feelings, the emotions, yeah. and I feel like that is such a huge thing. Because huge thing because I also feel like I was born that way. Like I was born awake, if you will. Like you know, from real, like you know, like I remember sitting kneeling beside my bed praying to God, and I'm like. If there's a God, there's got to be a female energy there too, right? Like I just knew like from just a you baby, knew. <laughs> I knew, right? Like there was like, okay, if there's a masculine, like and in my brain, I never thought it, but I always would pray to father in heaven, mother earth, because I knew there had to be both the masculine and the feminine. Like it didn't make sense to me that we we're just doing it to this God, right? But so I, I love that you're, you're, I love that you're owning it, that you're giving all of us out there kind of permission because what I find so much in this world, in the, this area of expertise that you're in, is that so many of us have had to have the traumatic experience to wake up. But then when we're kind of born with that, it's like, okay, I didn't have, like, I personally didn't have that big 
dramatic thing to wake me up kind of thing. I've kind of always felt it from a little, little girl. So I love that right off the bat that you're giving us all permission, really, that we we are born with that. You know, and Candice, you're so spot on with that. We are all born, born with that. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, I, I believe it has a lot to do with what we decide before we're actually born. You know, there's like this big board meeting you have with all these players mm-hmm. that are going to energetic players that are going to be part of who you are because you're deciding on what you want to work on in this lifetime. It's like it's whatever is going to enhance your growth at a soul's the deepest soul's level of who you mm-hmm. are. Yeah, um, you're getting educated. I call it like coming to planet Earth to get your Ph.D. <laughs> and yes. I like in worthiness or in, you know, abundance or in, you know, learning how to deal with betrayal. I mean, it's just, it's crazy because there's all different things that we choose to work on lifetime after lifetime that are different. And, you know, we're all given, you know, you, you, the people that you meet, you kind of meet them before your parents, you pick them out because they're going to give you the best indicate best way that you're going to get to your pathway. And then you're given a dose of amnesia and then you're born. You're like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I'll come after. As you try try to unravel. Okay. What am I here for? But you know, I find many of us who are here right here now on the planet, especially in, you know, my generation, and I'm in my 60s now. So it's like the first 30 years of our life was like, you're born, you know what you are, but you have to go through this whole big gray zone of stuff that isn't who you are, but maneuver through this and survive through your childhood, basically. Some of us had really to, you know, had situations way worse than mine, for sure. I know that. Mm -hmm. Um, And kudos to them for getting past that and and moving through that because sometimes you don't realize the gift in all of that until you're on the other side of it and you look back and you could see how every single situation has gotten you to where you are now Mm -hmm. um and you know sometimes when we're in it it's like you're thinking oh my god i just can't handle it i just invite people to take a deep breath and just pull up your bootstraps and keep going because yeah. it will change and it, everything changes moment to moment. You have to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's like you're happening saying, like, all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's why you're saying like even being led, like having parents go, your father that went through that led you into the operating room and, and yeah, following all of that guidance along the way. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it, it's been an interesting journey. And so, you know, uh, you know, going through my career, I've done a lot of different things. I worked in the ICU, I worked in pediatrics, and the last 30 some odd years, probably 37 years, I've probably been in the surg- surgical arena. And mostly as an independent contractor, I've been an entrepreneur most of my adult life, um, because I like the idea that I could take vacation when I choose, not when somebody mm. tells me I could. <laughs> Oh, I like that too. I, I mean, that started early on for me. I was like, oh no, thank you. Not working for me. So, you know. Yeah. I, and I, yeah. I've all, in, in my studying, I've always learned and I, uh, that our back is our spiritual body. Like our back is our spiritual body. And so many people that I, I, I remember there was a few years ago and there, I worked with a lot of people at one that kept coming to me who had had back surgeries or mm-hmm. um, someone had fallen off a horse and had broken her back, but there was all this back 
stuff happening. And I really like that I really dove into. So what is happening there? And that was the, that was though their awakenings into into their into their spirituality. So did that ever did that was that like an awakening for your dad? You know, what? I believe it was because for him. You know, I've just, you know, I got to spend a good part of my adult life with him because, you know, he passed away when I was almost, you know, close to, to 50. So but I've seen like a softening of him and a more groundedness in mm. a more presence. So I'm sure this was all part of it as well, because mm. he had his own spiritual awakening. My mom did too with this. I mean, my whole entire family did when we were yeah. we witnessed that. It was like the whole group came together. And I think we all got various pieces that we needed. Yeah. So, you know, that's like the, that's so key and it's so important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's huge. Okay. Let's dive in. I know we have a little bit longer time to talk, but let's still keep moving along. Let's yes, talk, start certainly. talking about your three things to create certainty in uncertain times. Well, you know, the only certainty in life is uncertainty. <laughs> okay. Damn it. Have death and taxes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, what you, I, I think for, for many of us, many of us are control fiends. I know I am, I'm recovering, I'm working through it. It's like, sometimes we feel like we have to be in control of everything. And that's when it starts the madness, because the more you try to be in control, the more out of control you are. <laughs> okay. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's true, because it's just like if you ever watch anybody who's trying to control something and if they're getting really stressed out, they just dial up the, the control even more and it gets more chaotic. Right. Yeah. So one of the best things you could do is this breathing. And I know I listened to another talk and breathing is like key. So many of us hold our breath. You know, mm -hmm. or we do shallow breathing. And let me share something with you from like a medical perspective. It's like when you hold your breath, you're not really getting the nutrient rich oxygen throughout your cells in your body. When you hold your breath, you're not in your body, believe it or not, even though you're holding your breath, you're actually okay. in your head. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you're in your head, you're thinking about yesterday, contemplating tomorrow, you're worrying, anxiety, stressed, and you're not in the present moment. So when you take a deep breath and bring it into your body, this is where you're starting to integrate yourself into your body. When you're mm -hmm. in your physical body, that's when you're in present time. You're right, right here, right now. So mm -hmm. breathing is so key. When you are, are aware and you're, you're breathing, and sometimes it's hard for people to get in their body. So I just invite people, just imagine you're in your head, just move that energy and put your hands on your heart and breathe and allow your chest to rise and fall. Because when you're able to feel that in your body, it doesn't matter about yesterday or tomorrow. You're present in the moment. Mm -hmm. When you everybody, are present, I want everybody to do that with us. Yeah. Go ahead, Dolores. So just take a deep breath and just feel it in your chest and feel it in your heart. And just allow it to like ground you. You'll feel the energy move from your, your heart down to your legs and out the bottoms of your feet into down to the 
the bottoms of, you know, down to the center of the earth, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. And it's just a very grounding thing. It's very simple, not complicated. It's very mm -hmm. easy. And mm -hmm. as you're doing that, I'm just going to say one other thing, too. You know, when you're in your body, this is where you get to experience your emotions. Many times people have been saying, don't feel or whatever, and it puts you back up into your head. And you could always tell when somebody is either in their body or in their head is when they talk about emotions. When people say, I think I feel, they're not in their body. Right. They're in their head. I think I feel. Mm -hmm. When you are in your body, you're feeling. When you're feeling, you're in the present moment. You have to be in the present moment to experience emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we connect to source, to spirit, to intuition, Absolutely. to creativity. Absolutely. Absolutely, mm -hmm. Candace. Because if you're in your head, you're you're unable to do that. In order to connect to your intuition, and that's kind of where I'm going to go next, is that learning how to trust yourself, you have to be in your body. Mm-hmm. So especially in this world where there's so much stuff lying around energetically, for those of us who are empaths, intuitives, and highly sensitive people, it's really a shit show out there. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but it is. Because the thing is, it's just like, and you're feeling everything. So this is about extreme self-care for those folks who are empaths, intuitives, and highly sensitive people. You need to come within yourself get grounded within yourself and make the right choice for you. Not for what everybody else thinks you should be doing for you, but for you. Yeah. 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 And, and don't you think that's pro that's probably one of the hardest ways to follow reasons we don't follow our intuition is because of all the outside noise, the expectations, you know, yeah. plus, plus the fear, right. That we might make a mistake yeah. as well, but yeah. yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Tell us, well, you know, Think about that. Interesting because I talk about what we call spiritual discernment. For me, I define it as being in touch with what is right for me, not for anybody else, but making that decision based on her knowingness, my God spark, all important. It's almost like I'm having a conversation with my own. The board of me and we decide what's the next step, what, you know, what is the right thing for me now? What is really interesting is that, you know, and I I'm not going to get political or anything like that, but. We went through a huge pandemic, okay? And the whole thing with the vaccine, not to vax, who to vax, what to vax, blah, blah, blah. Instead of being pro or anti, it's about making the right decision for you. Mm -hmm. Just because it's out there and it's available, if your intuition is screaming at you, don't do it, I invite you to trust that. Because when you don't listen to it, you're going to pay the price later. So for yeah. me, I got this screaming thing, don't do the vaccine. And you know what? As a healthcare provider, that was dicey territory for me, but I had to honor that. 
Yeah. And so, the- yeah. So uh, Dolores, I just want to say that you kind of cut out a little bit when you were describing, uh, you kind of froze a little bit. So I want okay. you to go through and describe spiritual discernment again for everybody. Sure. Um, Spir- spiritual discernment is being in touch with your inner wisdom. So you make the correct decision for you. And you're not, being, you're not being influenced by anything else or being pressured, bullied, shamed, guilted into doing something, you know, that is not in alignment with who you are at this moment. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of noise out there. Believe me. It's just like when you're first waking up and there's there's stuff flying around and it's just like, you know, trusting your intuition. If something seems to be too good to be true, then trust that it something's off. It's like, look, feel it. It's like the subtle subtleties that something just is off. And I always tell, you know, my clients and students when I teach them how to be more in tune with themselves is that if it's not a hundred percent, hell yes, then don't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's not a hell yes. Then it's a hell no. That's exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and if you're wishy-washy about it, it's just like, you need to just, you know, pull yourself back and just be with it for a little bit and just find out, just ask the questions. If not this, then what? And allow your higher self to lead you to what is next for you. Now, this is so counter to what we are taught in Western medicine, like believe the science, evidence-based, you know what? Sorry, I have a doctorate in nursing practice. I've done clinical research statistics are always manipulated. So I don't buy into that when, you know, I work with a client and they get a result to me, that's enough evidence-based. Right, right, right. Oh, Oh, I love that. I love that. And yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for doing that and being, you know, like, it's just, it is a fine line that you're walking. I can imagine, right. Being in the medical field (laughs) and then being a medical intuitive. I feel like that is a fine line that you're walking. And so thank you for doing that because that's how we're going to get changed. That's how we're going to get holistic health and wellness and holistic care. Right. And, you know, when I look back on, you know, I've been in healthcare for almost 45 career in nursing, um, oh my gosh, it was just like, I knew a lot of things and I, things would happen like in the unit and I could tell when it was going to happen before. And I would tell the doctor, you might want to go check this, this, this. And they're like, how'd you know that? I said, I just know stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, it back 30 years ago, this was still, you know, considered like weirdness and, and out there. And I knew for myself in order to ground this into what I do I had to go on the career path that I I chose and you know getting the education and doctorate and stuff so yeah I play on the cusp of woo-woo credentials and the um the experience behind me to support that and I'm really happy to say that probably in the last 15 years things are starting to accelerate in that direction so you know being a visionary too is also a blessing and a curse at the same time (laughs) yeah for sure because yeah because it's like you see it and it's like you know it's going to happen but it's a little bit it's not happening right now yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is changing. I agree. I do think it is changing. I've had, a, I work with a lot of nurses and so that gives me hope as well that it is shifting. All right. Let's go into your third. Are we at? Are, yes, <laughs> we are. We're so, we at the third thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's about breathing and trusting your intuition. And, you know, the last thing is not giving up mm. you know, because the thing is, so many times we get discouraged. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times we feel like we're up against our wall and, you know, you just can't handle it. And let me tell you something, when you are up against the wall, that's a sign for me that you're going to have a breakthrough in a real positive way. Okay, because so tell me more about meaning up against a wall. What do you mean meaning, by that? Meaning that, you know, if you feel like you're really frustrated and you're wanting something to materialize or you've been working on a project or even on your own personal growth where it's just like you are just, you know, doing what you should be doing and stuff like that and you feel like you're not making progress, a lot of times we, you know, there's a, it feels like there's a, a concrete wall there that yeah. we're up against. And it feels like we can't break through that. Usually yeah. when that happens and you're starting to feel like that, to me, that's an indicator you're real close to breaking through something huge okay. and you just keep going because okay. a lot of times I feel is like we exhaust ourselves finally when we get to the wall because we put so much pressure on it that all yeah. of a sudden you just relax and then it's allowed to happen. Do you understand where I'm going with that? Yeah, totally. So put in the comments if you can relate to this. I feel like I can really relate to being up against the wall. And I know exactly. Yeah, everybody's saying yes. Hell yes. Yeah. No, um, but it, it's the truth. And just know that you're really close to breaking through and just just don't give up. It's like never giving, never give up. Just keep going. Even mm -hmm. if it's just a baby step change you sometimes you just need to change your focus or change your perception yeah you know my big thing now is that when when something not so pleasant happens I say oh good I'm getting upgraded <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah yeah so what I, what is your perception but technically I am because you know sometimes yeah. when you think something really when something really not so good happens to us or it's crappy. It's just like we focus on how crappy that is. No, I'm getting upgraded. And it's just like it shifts it. And it's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there, there, there's a aha moment for everybody for sure. That when you're starting to feel that frustration and oh, nothing's working, nothing's going right. I'm feeling like I'm up against a wall and nothing's gonna happen. Change your perception. Oh, I'm getting upgraded. Here we go. <laughs> Let's yep. hold on. And you know what? And, and sometimes that's all it takes is just shifting your perspective. And it's, you know, you have to remember that everything is energy. What we're looking at, Candace and I, we're physical denseness demonstrations of energy. Your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, anything else is like wavelengths. Mm -hmm. Just because you can't see it, it's still there. It's energy and it affects you. Mm -hmm. You know, we are all like little drops in a big pond. Okay. This is, I love this analogy because the big pond is collective consciousness. We're like one little drop. Everything energetic about us is in that pond and it ripples out all the good stuff, the bad stuff, and the ugly stuff. 
And, you know, what we're seeing in collective consciousness now energetically is a lot of angst, a lot of chaos, a lot of whatever. So when each one of us starts being more mindful within ourselves and cleaning up our energetic, mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is, if there's debris or misalignments and we're starting to realign this, we are adding that to collective consciousness. It's almost like, I think if more and more people do that, it's like the 51%, it flips over and it's like, it's going to be a whole different world and a whole different dynamic. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. And it's just really even take, yeah, like you said, just taking responsibility for your own energy. Like what are Absolutely. you, bringing, what are you bringing out into the world? What are you bringing out into your community and you know just even as you're driving around like what kind of energy are you putting out there yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of times when I'm driving I'm like okay clear the road for me clear the road for me I'm coming through <laughs> yes please the violet flame of Saint Germain halfway down the road thank you very yeah, much so I don't get stuck in traffic <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it's yeah no so this is this is really really great um so let's recap. So the first one, I may have missed the first one. So this, I, I know what the it's second breathing. one is breathing. Oh, the first one is breathing. And then the second one is trusting. Is that correct? Trusting. And then yes. And never giving up. Never giving up. And it's so, uh, so often we want to, right. And, but then I always feel like when we are on our true in living our true purpose and on our path, we can't give up. Like I, I feel like, I've been doing this for so long, 25 years. And there's been so many times over those years that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm giving up. I'm done. I'm going to go get a J-O-B, right? I'm just going to go do something else. And then it's like, mm, nope. Then I get a client or, you know, it's like, or then I get a different opportunity. And it's like the universe just doesn't let us give up if we're really, truly on our path. Have you ever True. experienced that? Um, I have. And you know what? Sometimes a uh, a job or what I call joy of being okay, <laughs> is like a gift in itself. And you know what? You never know because um, sometimes, you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I also have a, a part-time job, if you want to call it that joy of being, but the thing yeah. is the joy of being is actually in a hospital setting. So I actually, you know, I think we are all strategically placed where we need to be in mm -hmm. order to do our work. And yeah. surprisingly, you know, I'm going to speak in, in the aspects of healthcare. You know, healthcare is going through a major paradigm shift right now, mm -hmm. as is every other industry. But since that's where my uh, niche is, it's like I'm witnessing it very well and very, um, very robustly. And, you know, of course, the way things have been done for eons are no longer working. And so witnessing that, but also being of support to the staff, because, you know, wherever you are, you shine your light. So wherever you are, you show up. You know, they say everywhere you go, here you are. This is true. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I get I'm actually witnessing the fruits of my labor of the last 45 years, the stuff that I actually walk my talk with and I lead by example, mm -hmm. the younger generations now come to me and ask 
for counsel and guidance, which is huge yeah. um, because it's like teaching them the right way because nobody's ever taught them how to interact with people or how to set boundaries with people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of bullying. Um, there's a lot in the collective consciousness. There's a lot of that disrespect, bullying and everything else that goes on. And it's about nurturing, mentoring and respecting everybody and realizing everybody has a piece of the pie yeah. and just, just assisting them. But it's, you know, I'm finding it interesting and you know, to be able to witness this, you know, with the younger people, not only, you know, lay people, you know, professionals, even the surgeons and doctors, when they start coming to you and asking for counsel, that's huge. That's huge. That's the shift we're looking for. That's the shift we're looking for, right? Yeah. We really so, you know, it's, it's nice to, to, to witness that, but also to, I'm, I'm humbled. Yeah. That yeah. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important to have that. Yeah. That. I'm very hopeful for the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so important to bring that wisdom, right. Of the whole. Absolutely. Of, like that view of the bigger picture. And I believe like it's bringing us back to body, mind, spirit, that body, mind, spirit was systematically separated thousands of years ago. Right. Oh, and that yes. the learned, you know, like the, everybody out here doesn't know anything. And so we're going to give the body to those learned doctors and those learned people. And we're <laughs> going to give the spirit to the churches and those learned people. Mm -hmm. And we're going to give the mind to the, you know, universities and those learned people, because none of us know anything. And it was systematically separated. And so now as we're, as like since the pandemic, as you said, all of the systems have had to change and shift yeah. and all over the world. And so it's bringing us back to our body, mind, spirit. It's bringing oh, that back together. Absolutely, Candice. And you know what? It's well overdue. Well overdue. <laughs> yeah, no and kidding. <laughs> I'm like, oh my that's God. That's why we're all, all in the, that's why we're all here in this lifetime though. All of us I, here, all of the speakers, I all the participants. I, I totally agree because you yeah. know what we signed up for this because mm -hmm. we knew, you know, on the other side that, you know, this was not a mission for sissies. <laughs> this is like big time. <laughs> it's like, we you know, what? Badasses. we are so badasses <laughs> and, you know, it's really, you know, it's, it's such a deepening growth opportunity. And, a, you know, I really feel it truly is a privilege to be alive at this time. It really is to witness this. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I just being in healthcare, just the advances in technology over the last 45 years, where in surgery, we would just open people from stem to stern. Now everything's done through little ports and, and robots and minimally invasive. I mean, who would have ever thunk that this was possible? And it's going to be interesting to see what comes in the future in the next, and it'll come rapidly too. But it's like, we hardly ever do any open procedures. So there's like, you know, it's That's great. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy.
Yeah. Just to witness that aspect, it's just huge. Yeah, yeah. So we just have a little over 10 minutes. So um, if you have any questions, throw them into the chat. We have lots going on in the chat. But if you have any questions for uh, Dr. Dolores Fazzino, put some questions in there. And tell everybody now how they can work with you. Um, I know you want them to, if, if anybody's interested in working with you, they can put some questions in there. But how do you work with people? And then... Um, if they're interested in booking a call, we can uh, put your sure. email address in there as well. Well, I noticed Linda. L Linda said, where am I from? I, I live in Encinitas, California, so I'm just north of San Diego. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, but you work online you want... with people, right? What's up? You can take clients from anywhere, right? You work online. I, take, I have a virtual practice, so I have people from all over the world. So, you know, if people are interested in working um with me, I help people make some breakthroughs and actually just learn how to reconnect with themselves. Um, I have a program called Becoming Your Own Best Friend because I think many of us um, don't like ourselves too much or we beat ourselves up. And, you know, it's, you know, I always tell people this too, you know, the longest relationship you're ever going to have in your life is the one you have with yourself. Yet, how do we treat ourselves? Are we feeding it right? Are we nurturing it? Do we say nasty things in our mind to ourselves? I mean, it's just incredible what we do. And, you know, this is, you know, I'm constantly in motion with this as well. So it's through my own experience, but also learning how to reconnect with that inner wisdom that we have that so many times we've been um, told not to. And it's about empowering people to take their power back. Because when you're able to make the right decisions for you at your soul level, you are you're unstoppable. It's when you waffle and you, you know, don't trust yourself. That's when you start getting into trouble. So it's about learning how to reconnect with yourself, becoming your own best friend and um, learning to love yourself. And, and, and it's like what I call extreme self-care. And it's not like the fluff of, you know, the manicure, the pedicure, blah, blah, blah. That's superficial self-care. We're talking about a deeper dive into who you really are and, and what's important to you and how you could align with your deepest parts of yourself so you could be your best person. I love it. Um, okay, so River has a question. Yes. What is a practice you do to increase your trust in the process? Oh, good. Good one. You know, sometimes... Well, River, the best thing I could tell you is start doing mindful activities, okay? Because when you do a mindful activity, and I'll just, it could be anywhere from like meditating to being outside in nature to like having a pet and petting your animal or spending time with children, anything that is going to keep you in the present moment, a lot of times our elders used to do crafts and knitting and tatting. That was their mindful activity, believe it or not. So they would just be able to be with themselves. Anything that you're going to lose all sense of time with because you're in the present moment. When you are in your pre in the present moment, a lot of times you get these little, you know, intuitive hits. Mm -hmm. I call them intuitive or nudges from the universe that sometimes when we're so busy, we can't hear that subtle voice that's there. It might be saying, you know what? You need to go call your friend. You hear that. So you do. And then you call them and then you find out a bunch of stuff that they needed you. 
So it's just like trusting those instincts that you have that come in there. There's sometimes they just kind of web in and web out. And it's just like, they're so subtle that if you don't slow down, you don't hear that because you have to yeah. be in your body to hear that. I really love that because so often, and myself included, we want to check out, right? So we go oh. to screens, right? We go to screens to check out, right? Like, you know, like I like reality TV, let's face it. Like I like, <laughs> and I know I'm checking out. <laughs> well, like, you know, sometimes, and it's okay to do that sometimes, give yourself permission. I do. I give myself permission. Yeah. But I find that I found that I, I love that you're saying that, you know, doing that handwork and that type of stuff is really bringing you into the present moment. Because even when I'm doing that kind of stuff, then I do start, my mind does start to go. It's almost becomes meditative even. Yeah. I noticed another, somebody was asking about private VIP retreats. Um, funny you should mention that because uh, I probably are going to be doing one up in Mount Shasta in September it's for yeah. a small group of people and it's a three-day retreat so there'll be more on that probably in the next week or so okay um, yeah so that's going to be and you're going to you're going to let me know first right of course Candace <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know um, my son yeah. lives in the Bay Area so I thought okay yeah yeah Mount Chester people have not, haven't been there it's just a real real magical place and I was telling Ranchelle yesterday that I had just returned um, from a week's personal journey for myself there um, about a week ago and it's just it's just awesome it's very re rejuvenating, um, refreshing, and um, transformative. That's Those are the three words that I could probably use to describe it. Wow, wow, wow. Um, okay, and so you are accepting people to book calls with you, informational calls, is that correct? Yes, I am. Okay. That's right. Okay, so I, I, um, I, if you're comfortable, Leaving a, a text on my phone, I will be more than happy to to uh, take phone calls. My number is 760-579-2440. Or you could email me at drdoloresfazino.com. So D-O-L-O-R-E-S at D-O-L-O-R-E-S, F as in Frank, A- Double Z as in zebra, I N O dot com. I dropped the email into the chat and I also put the text in there. So, Perfect, um, thank you. and so they're texting you or emailing you to get a calendar link and then they can book sure. uh, an informational call on how to work with you as, um, as a coach and as a medical intuitive. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And I also want to mention your podcast because you have your own podcast I and it's do. called and Healing in Ways You Never Thought Possible. Is that right? That is correct. And actually, it's a relatively new podcast. We're about 27 episodes in. Um, I started it in December, but it's been a long um, project that's been nudging at me that I got to do this. I've got to do this. So I listened. Um, and what I do is I interview people from all over the world from uh, and, you know, people of all walks of life, basically, who've had amazing healing stories that are either physical, you know, mental, emotional, spiritual and or dimensional where, you know, Western medicine maybe might have been part of it or not. But they've healed. I've I've interviewed people from all over the world so far. Um, I had a couple of people who are cancer survivors, somebody who 
um, heal themselves from heart disease, from, you know, other things, addictions, chronic pain. Um, so I, you know, I'm putting this out there as well. If people have had amazing healing stories that they want to share, because I feel it is important to share these stories to offer hope, inspiration. And yeah. Yeah. So if you are, I, so I dropped the email address and I dropped Dr. Dolores's text cell number there. So you can email or text her. So put in this subject, if you're calling or emailing her or texting her for an informational call, text that or put that in the subject line. Or if you have a healing story, put that in. Um, let's tell everybody now about your gifts. So your free gift. Are you there still? Okay, good. You're I'm back. still here. Okay, still good. Here. You froze I'm up for a little bit. I'm still here. I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> All right. So here, here we've only got three minutes left. So uh, we dropped in the link for your free gift, um, okay. being in the present moment, a guided meditation. So grab that. And then we also told everybody about your uh, VIP gift. So tell everybody, I think you touched on it already, that they can actually purchase yes. it or they can get it for a VIP gift. Exactly. And so the VIP gift, like I was saying, it's it's becoming your own best friend. It's a five, um, five recorded, pre-recorded, um, you know, 30 minutes with a little uh, information about you know, what we're going to talk about, a little experiential type of thing, and then you're going to do some processing and stuff like that. So, um, but yes, that will be helpful and will start your journey on learning how to connect with yourselves and, and you know, make your relationship one of a lifetime that's going to be awesome. Yeah, so you, so everybody, Dr. Dolores was telling me that that is a $500 value that you could go to her website and purchase it for $500. Or if you have the VIP upgrade, go to the portal right now and you can access it right, right now and get access to that. So that is huge and very, very generous. Thank you very much. I'm going to grab it myself. Thank you. So <laughs> we have a couple minutes till the end. So share your words of wisdom. This has been absolutely phenomenal. So much going on in the chat and so many aha moments. So share your last words of wisdom. I just want everybody to know that you're okay. Mm. You're amazing. And we are all gonna get through this and it's gonna be more incredible than you could ever imagine. Mm. So keep moving forward and doing what you need to do because we all need all of you. <laughs> <laughs> to move forward it's not a it's not an i anymore it's a we <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah we all need to come up together okay well thank you again so much dr dolores fetzino this was absolutely phenomenal uh someone commented you are the true badass <laughs> in here and i'm, I'm like i might yeah, have to is. take that down there <laughs> I, I, I think you should own it. <laughs> I think I'm going to own it. I feel that. Thank you so much, Candice. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Appreciate yeah. you. Thank you all so, so much. This was absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for joining us for another amazing session on the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit. Be sure to mark your calendars to join us in Hawaii from November 2nd through the 5th for our premier in-person experience. If you have any questions or want to apply to be a speaker at one of our upcoming events, email our team at breakthrough at clarityconfidenceconnection.com.